0: This week on Moms Moving On.
1: You know, don't buy into the stereotype and the stigma. There's no shame. Learn to step into the power and the liberation that is about to be yours. There's no uh, freedom greater than the freedom of a woman who's finally going to honor her authentic self. Life
0: moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back, ladies, to another Moms Moving On, and today we have a guest who you might have begged for for about the last six months, and here I am making wishes come true. I have none other than the guru who I have followed for years in my journey as a mom. I have Dr. Shafali on with us today. And Dr. Shafali is an international speaker, acclaimed author, clinical psychologist, and all around wisdom t- teacher. She also has two New York Times bestsellers, including the book that's changed my approach to parenting, The Conscious Parent and The Awakened Family. And y'all, she's who Oprah goes to for advice. So let's just say we've got the creme de la creme on the website with us today. Dr. Shafali. it is so nice to have you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. So thank you. I'm excited for you because all the things you do in this world has such an amazing impact. And every time you put out a new course or you put out a new workshop or a new book, it sends like a ripple effect of positivity throughout the world. I, I just swear that it's true. That is the effect that you have. And now you have a radical awakening coming out.
1: Yeah. So that's my new book. It's a radical awakening. They can go to a radical I'm doing a course on it. They can buy the book. Yeah. So this book is really for women to really go through their process. And I did write this book through my divorce as well, uh, after a marriage of... 25 years, I went through this huge epiphanic transformation that inspired this book. And I finally came out as a woman in her own power and in her own sovereignty, in a way that I had not done for the past 25 years. So, you know, the first four books of my career have been on parenting. There's there's another one that you may not know about called Superpowered. Um, so there's A Conscious Parent, The Awakened Family, Out of Control and Superpowered. And this one is a break from parenting and really about the empowerment of the mother in particular. So I think your audience, and that's why I came on today, it will really resonate with this book and give them permission to leave and exit fear and to truly you know, embody their worth. I love that because it's that permission that
0: we feel we need at a certain point in our lives. You know, we, I'm sure you know, as having been married for 25 years, you say to yourself, Well, am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to make a change in my life so grand? What is that going to mean? And I think sometimes we're looking for this permission and validation that ultimately we realize maybe we don't need. We might need a little hand holding, which I'm sure this book provides and more, but that, that notion of permission, what did that look like for you when you were, when you were choosing to leave your marriage?
1: Yeah. I mean, you are, we are conditioned to keep everything together and we're conditioned to not mess up our children any more than we already have. And we're conditioned to not listen to our own inner knowing and certainly not place ourselves first. So it was very uh, traumatic for me to live out the conflict between my authenticity and the well being of everyone around me. So uh, I really went through it for two years and deconstructed because you want to make sure you're not doing this out of reactivity, you're not doing this out of denial, suppression. It needs to come out of the clearest part within you. So I took it very seriously. But yeah, in terms of the permission giving, I had done enough in a work by then to know that that's an illusion. And I actually didn't even tell people till I was in my new house. The first time my girlfriends even saw it, they thought they were coming to another person's house. And then I told them, this is my house. And they were like, what? I, I mean, I literally did not tell anyone because I didn't want other people's fears projections, their emotionality to fog up my clarity. I was very clear that I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I think the reason we need permission is because we believe we're doing something wrong. So I took two years to come to a place of clarity and settlement within myself that I'm doing absolutely nothing wrong. And culture has made me feel like I'm doing something wrong. So once I could break through that in my own being, and that's what this book is about, is breaking those cultural stereotypes, stigma, taboos, that keep us bogged down and make us feel like we're failures. We have something to be ashamed of. You know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. The only reason we feel that shame and guilt is because of culture's limitations, not ours. I can't tell you how many
0: of the hundreds of DMs I receive every day come from women who say, I'm unhappy. I am being abused, but it is not okay in my culture to disrupt the family dynamic with divorce. I'm dying here. And these women are silently suffering because their culture and society has made it okay to say, be unhappy. It's more important because you need to have that intact family. Whereas here in our American culture, I feel like we, women like us, are working to normalize the fact that divorce is okay. You are allowed to shift your path and journey into something that's more fulfilling for you. But so many people are still stuck in that mindset of, I can't. So for you, how, how, how has your divorce been? Well, how long ago did you get divorced? Um,
1: 2019. Oh, so, so very recent. Very recent, yes.
0: I have a feeling I'm not supposed to say I'm sorry about your divorce. In this no, situation. you're not
1: allowed to say that. You can <laughs> say it, but I'll be like, you're sorry only because of your situation, not mine. <laughs> right? So that's, and
0: that was always my response. I, I write about it in my book where I was having lunch with my mom very shortly after my separation. And one of her friends came over and I live in a very gossipy little town. And she said, I am so sorry to hear about your divorce. And I looked at her like all egocentric. I said, why I'm not. And my mom pinched me and she's like, could you at least pretend? And I said, no, I'm not going to be upset or or make
1: somebody more comfortable about my reality by lying. I'm not going to do that. Good, good for you. Exactly. You know, people, again, think it's something that, we did not want, I mean, there's not a single woman or man who divorced willingly, who regrets the decision. You know, it's not something we are doing by force. It's something we've thought about. It's something that has weighed down on us. It's a big decision we make. And people think that, you know, once we make it, we feel bad about it. Nope. Once we've made the decision, now we're in celebration mode because all the other parts and pieces of the journey were even harder.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Making that decision in itself is not the hard part. It's everything leading up to it for sure. So how did you have your own radical awakening?
1: Well, I've had several in my life. The first one occurred when I left my country, uh, India, when I came to America at 21, that was, I went through a whole shock. I I started meditating and really began to understand that we are living in a cultural matrix that lies to us. And then my second one was this one where I needed to really break free from my first 25 years of that existence. So I think just getting in touch with my own self-worth in a very deep way and truly becoming my own best lover, my own best friend, and really untethering from the needs and requirements of culture and disentangling myself from the approval or disapproval of everyone like everyone, you have to burn it all down. And that is the radical awakening piece, which really is the core to self-healing. Self-healing, whether it comes through the divorce or a radical transformation in a meditative experience or a change in job, the core to all of that is disentangling from culture and other people and what that means to you, what they mean to you, the approval or disapproval and your enslavement to it. That That is the core of what we're talking about. It doesn't matter if it comes through weight loss or divorce or job loss. It doesn't matter how it comes or death. Eventually all these pain portals take you back to who am I? Am I my own best companion? Do I befriend myself? Am I living an authentic life? And all of our lives pain will take us to that point. It doesn't matter what the content looks like. It's the process. And the process is always gonna take you back to do you know yourself? Do you love yourself? Are you worthy? Yes, I love that, and I think that
0: self worth and self awareness as to how you feel about yourself and how you show up in your life for all the many different aspects of your life will be shaken for the better when you come to this place of radical awakening. For me, it you know I, I talk about I ha- I'm a, I'm a a sucker for new beginnings. I love the opportunity to be able to start fresh and almost do it from a down and out. Like I'm at rock bottom now. How can I grow even higher? Because I think that level of transformation that happens is so powerful if you lean into it, right? For a lot of women, it's, oh my God, I'm getting divorced. For women like us, it's, oh my God, I'm getting divorced, you know? So, so there's two sides to that coin, but I'm excited that that your book will be out in the world for listeners like mine who are having their own awakenings.
1: Oh, it is such an awakening. I think for a woman in particular, mother specifically to go through a change in her marriage, she will shatter herself down to rock bottom. She will break free. There is no option for her, but to rebirth herself. The only thing I see happening sometimes is that women then jump into another relationship. Mm. And I always urge women, I'm sure you do too, to use this moment the first time in their life to try on a new self for themselves and not seek another relationship because that comes from this idea that we are dependent and our identity is full full only in a couple. And that's not true, right? So learning to be alone and learning what that means and filling ourselves and, and then inviting in new forms of love in all ways through friendships, through uh, passion, through purpose, through service, and then through a lover, but not to automatically believe that the lover is the answer, right? That's the whole point of this, is there is no one who is your salvation, nor your children, nor your beauty, nor your youth. You are your own salvation. And that is the whole point of this. And if people don't get that, then they've missed the point of all the pain.
0: Well, and that's where it becomes in the work that I do. Why do I always meet the same man? Why am I always in the same relationship right. over and over? Well, it's because you chose relationship over getting really real and ugly with yourself and understanding what it was about you that needed to change. You know, I, if I could sit here and say my divorced or my first marriage was all my ex-husband's fault, I'd be a big fat liar because so much of it was me and how I showed up and how unhealed I was. And, all and of- for us,
1: right. And for us, it's, that's our only concern. It doesn't matter what he did, you know, and people in my book, I'm sure people will be turning the pages wanting to know what he did. You won't find it because it has nothing to do with the other person. Yes. They may have done A through but the fact you did Y and Z, that's enough. That's all you focus on, right? And I'm sure you've had to always redirect women. Okay, okay, okay. We know that he or she did this, but what? we only focus on what you did, right? And how do you find women t- warming to that? Do women, women take to that or do they resist that at first?
0: There is a resistance of... And it takes time. I think when you are so raw and, you know, like, like you, I chose to leave my marriage. A lot of my clients do not make that choice. So they're still grappling with the fact that this choice has been made for them. And then we have to unpack, you know, well, okay, before this choice happened for you, whether you liked it or not, was the marriage even that great? what are some of the ways that you felt powerless or out of control or not yourself in the marriage? And then we kind of unpack all of that. And it, and it comes down to, Oh my God, he was just like my dad. And I hated my dad. And, and then you start seeing, they start making these connections that are like, wow, I guess a lot of this was my responsibility too. And, you know, granted there are situations where somebody is physically abusive and it's nobody's fault, but when it's matters of the heart and there is emotional turmoil very often, you know, I'm helping people see where they played a role as well.
1: Excellent. Excellent. That is exactly what this book speaks to, is our co-creation in all aspects of our life, including the current patriarchy. And that's why I call it a radical awakening because it's really trying to wake up women as a global whole, you know, into their own power so that our daughters and sons no longer grow up in this toxic patriarchy where we're living now. The reason the toxic patriarchy exists to a large level is not just because of evil men, but because of silent and complicit women. And we need to take charge of that part.
0: Yes. And I think, again, it all goes back to normalizing that you are allowed to make a choice in your life, whether it impacts other people in a negative way, too bad, so sad, because we've only got one life to live. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning moms moving on. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, Heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only 9 dollars a month. Yep, you heard that right. $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today. Tell me a little bit about how the book is broken down, the chapters. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good table of contents.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. I love table of contents. So the entire book is a journey and you just have to follow the pages to unravel the journey. So you can't really skip around. It's written as a journey. So it has five parts. And the first part speaks to becoming aware that you've been asleep, right? Like you just said, first, we have to be aware of what happened before the big pivotal moment. So how have you been asleep? And then, of course, you have to go into the shadow of your childhood legacies and realize how you've been living in false self. So there's a whole section in part two called the many faces of the ego. So I talk about how women typically are givers, controllers or takers. Givers are martyrs, victims, bleeding empaths or saviors. Uh, The controllers are the perfectionists, the helicopters, the tyrants, the shields, you know, these are all faces we wear, Mm -hmm. and the the takers, no one likes to call themselves a taker, but a lot of women are takers, uh, when they are the princess, you know, they're waiting, they're just waiting or the child who's just in complete denial and optimism or the diva who thinks she's entitled and we all are all parts of this so I, I, that, I, we are right and and that's a real toxic pattern because then we're just entitled or we're just angry you know those we so we we don't own responsibility and uh, take accountability. So part two is about the many faces of our ego, all the disguises we wear. So women will get a kick out of that. They read and they'll be like, oh my God, that's me. And that's me. So that's always fun to see. And it really allows you to realize that you've been a pattern and many women are patterns. And then the third part is about going to our bodies and owning our sexuality Uh, That's a phenomenal section where you are giving yourself permission to love yourself as your biggest, greatest lover. And part four is cracking the matrix, where I really talk about the lies of culture. People often like this section the best. Um, I talk about the lies about love, the lies about marriage and divorce, the lies about sexuality, lies about motherhood, lies about beauty and youth, lies about niceness. And part five is how to awaken from the matrix where you embrace fearless boundaries, you honor your sovereignty, you take accountability, you find and manifest your purpose, you embrace compassion, you reparent yourself, you learn detachment and you enter your emptiness. So this is a whole journey right. and it's, it's intense, it's, but it's uh, really, it's, uh, it's meant to transform. It's not for entertainment, it is for your radical transformation. That reparenting and detachment
0: is is something I've worked on and I'm so glad that I have. And I think it's so important for people to read. Now I want to ask you one last question. And I'm first of all, I can't wait to get this and dive into it um, because this is right up my alley and I'm going to probably spend all of one day on it and tear through it. When it comes, how old are your children?
1: I have one girl. She's 18. She's
0: 18. Okay. So she's grown. Conscious parenting for me was like the foundation. My daughter is six. She was two when I separated. So my my good friend and I, who's a like, you are her idol. She took all your courses and, and she's gone to your workshops in person and she got me, you know, your book and we were following this and we both got divorced at the same time. And we're like, oh my God, we're educated on conscious parenting and how We are raising our daughters, but our exes are not, and our exes are not going to read the books. So a lot of our listeners here today have very young children, and the biggest concern is, you know, what if I'm doing everything right as a mom, but he's not doing any of the things that I've worked so hard to learn and study for, such as following your, your tips and tools.
1: I mean, this is the most common thing in my workshops as well, where people complain, mostly women. 99.999% 99.999% are women complaining. I'm doing the work, but my partner is still unconscious. What do I do? Well, I always say, and this is a little bit of uh, a shock to people, that conscious parenting just needs one parent because one conscious parent is better than two. I mean, at least have one. I mean, one, one is better than none, sorry. One is better than none. And don't imagine that one is any less than two. So that's what I meant to say. So. Take ownership. If you're being conscious, that's powerful. Again, that is still better than zero. So honor and sanctify your connection with your child and really bolster that. And yes, is it, you know, when you become conscious and awakened more and more, the the follies and the unconsciousness of the other person become even more unbearable right and you can't even tolerate it but also as you become more conscious you learn to release other people from your expectations right you said detachment so you just say that that's your kid's equation with that parent and You know, I wish it was different, but that's your child and their father or their mother. And I can only do what I can do. And I will take all the power within me to do the most conscious um, parenting I can possibly embody and and not lose your power to what the other person is not doing. I love that. And, And it's a message I repeat all the time.
0: If you keep doing the way you do things, your kids are going to be fine. Your ex will not you know undo all of the hard work you've done it doesn't work like that so i love that you say that dr shafali you're on my podcast and this is crazy oh. I'm, I'm just so honored this is a huge moment for me and for our listeners as well if there were one piece of advice you we were going to give a woman who is now setting out on this new journey called divorce what would it be
1: you know don't buy into the stereotype and the stigma there's no shame. Learn to step into the power and the liberation that is about to be yours. There's no uh, freedom greater than the freedom of a woman who's finally going to honor her authentic self. So awesome. do this for you and don't step into another relationship right away. <laughs>
0: right. Well, you don't want to repeat history. You wanna, you wanna change the game and make the future better. I can agree with that. Yes, yes. So Dr. Shefali's book, by the time you hear that, hear this, will be coming out in just a day or two. Um, I am going to link that in our show notes because obviously you're not going to want to read anything else until you get your hands on this. I know that's what I'll be doing. You can find Dr. Shafali at drshefali.com. Well,
1: they can really go to eradicalawakening.com okay. and, and choose either the book or the course. I'm doing a 10 day course starting May 23rd, deep dive into the book with hundreds of other women. So I think it to be really empowering for women to do it with me live. And they get three books included with the course. So go to eradicalawakening.com and either buy the book or the course. And let's do this together.
0: Oh, I love it. I want to take the course. Oh my God. How yeah, exciting! Gonna
1: be great. All right, well, thank
0: you so much for being here and for everybody listening, you're welcome. I'm patting you <sighs> on the back because I it's, this is amazing. I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the book. So maybe we'll make that a follow-up at some point.
1: I would love that. I'd love to do a Q&A, no problem. Fabulous, but yes. So go to a radicalawakening.com and share the book and the page with everyone you know. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Thank you and best of luck in this new phase of your life. Thank you.